Isaiah chapter 50, verse number 10. A question is asked that to me is one of the most probing and amazing in all of Scripture. And it simply reads like this. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth? the voice of his servant that walketh in darkness and hath no light. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Let me read that verse in a few other translations to kind of expand your mind tonight, would you? The message translation reads like this. Who out there fears God? Who actually listens to the voice of heaven or voice of his servant? For anyone out there who doesn't know where he's going. Anyone groping in darkness. Here's what. Trust in God and lean on your God. Amen. The New Living Translation says, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. The New Century Translation says, who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant, that person may walk in the dark and have no light. That person, what person? That person that fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant. What a strange thing to consider a child of light walking in darkness. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As I said a while ago, there are some scriptures that I am so thankful are in the Bible. And this is one of them. Every time I read this verse or I think about it, it speaks volumes to me. First of all, it identifies a select group of people. And he, he names them who among you, number one, fears the Lord, number two, who obeys the voice of his servant. We're not talking about a half-hearted person who is inconsistent and is uncommitted and doesn't know whether he's going to serve the Lord or not. We're talking about the diehards, the real committed people, people like you that come to church on Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, good people. 
righteous people, godly people, holy people, pure people, men and women who want to do right, who are striving to do right, who are waking up every morning with one desire, and that's to please God and do his will. That's who he's talking about. They're living for God at their best. They're doing everything they can to please him. And everything in their power that they can do that will point them in the right direction. These are those that the prophet Isaiah is speaking to. And yet these are they who walk in darkness and have no light. Have you ever tried to walk in darkness? Remember, I think I may have told this before, but years ago when we were traveling out in West Texas, we went to the Sonora Caverns uh, and went way down into the belly of the earth. And uh, we get down in the deep part of those caverns and we have a tour guide that's giving us all of this vital information about the depth and and, and uh, you know just the facts about the caverns and and then she prepares us for this moment the best she can by telling us that she's going to turn out the lights and uh, that we're going to experience total darkness and um, I, I thought I had been in some dark places before, but when when they flipped that switch and the lights went out, it was so dark that you could hold your hand right here and you couldn't even see the outline. Total darkness. And I remember to this day the feeling that came over me First of all, what if the lights don't come back on? How are we going to get out of here? And uh, that, that feeling of oppressive uh, fear that comes with such darkness. And you don't want to move. I mean, you know, a misstep and, and there's, there's a, cavern beside you beside the railing that you're standing next to that drops down for hundreds of feet and so you freeze and you don't want to really do much when you're in that kind of situation and to say that fear crept in is an understatement it gets up in your throat it wants to shut off your breathing mechanism and for a moment, there is this panic that comes over you that that um, you're in a place you're in a you're in a pickle of a place right now, and any kind of misstep could be dangerous to you. I was never so thankful in all of my life for the lights to come back on and then to be able to get out of there. Now I can tell the story, but I don't want to go back. And yet here are people that, according to what Isaiah said, are the best of the best. They're, they're not the Sunday warriors. 
They're the Wednesday night faithful. They're praying people. They're godly people. They're righteous people. They have only one desire, and that's to do the will of God and to be pleasing to God. And yet, in spite of that, the Bible says they walk in darkness and have no light. There is no evidence in their life that God even knows where they are. There is no evidence that they are God's people. There is no evidence that God is on their side. All appearances seem to belie the fact that they are the redeemed people of God. It seems strange to me that God's best could go through such troubling times, and yet we do. Some of you are there right now. Some of you have come out of that kind of experience, and it is it is troubling to say the least. The light of God's countenance seems to have been eclipsed by something, and when that light goes out, so oftentimes we 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 fall prey to the thinking that there must be something wrong with me. I, I must I must have backslidden. I, I, I've, I've failed God. What have I done to put myself in this place where there is no evidence, there's no visible evidence that God is even near me right now? Their life had been interrupted by this testing experience. And so it is with all of us. Life has its terrible side. A season of life that can come that is so deep with distress and grief is so heavy and faith is so weak that you wonder if you will ever make it out. It is possible, and I say this with all sincerity, but it is possible for a person that walks closely and carefully before the Lord, a person who fears the Lord and who obeys the voice of his servant. I mean, these are the, these are the cream of the crop. And yet God does not spare them from this season of darkness in their life. Great faith. Great faith and fear and failure can all reside in the same life experience of one of God's chosen people. That's hard for us to believe, but it's true. If you don't believe that, ask Peter. Open your Bible to Matthew chapter 14, verse 25, and read again the story of Jesus who came walking to these disciples, these chosen ones in the middle of the storm and in the middle of the night. And when they saw him, they thought he was a ghost and they were fearful. But he speaks to them and in that speaking, his voice, something registered with Simon Peter and he realized that's Jesus. And so he responds with this great faith, Lord, if it is you, 
bid me come. And the Lord simply said, come. And next thing you know, Simon Peter's out of that boat, walking on water. Now you talk about great faith. That's pretty good faith if you ask me. He had great faith for a moment and he became a pioneer in the supernatural. But then the bottom fell out. It is possible for a person of great faith to all of a sudden realize that they're sinking. And uh, when he saw the waves, the Bible said he was afraid. The ecstatic emotions of that great faith all of a sudden gave way to despair. And this is all happening in the one, this one experience of the Lord coming to them on the waters. You know, it's hard for us to understand the mixture that goes into the life of a child of God, that sometimes God allows things in our lives so that we can learn something that we would never be able to learn in any other circumstance. Amen. And so he began to sink and the glow of success faded as he began to sink. And as he began to sink, he did the wise thing. He cried out, Jesus, save me, save me. And now he's dealing with this degrading failure. I mean, plummeting from one level of faith to this level of embarrassment, all in less time than it's taken me to tell you the story. It's it's amazing that a person like Peter or any child of God could be one moment at this level of faith and the next moment crying for God to save them. Now, interesting to me is that great success can turn into miserable failure in less time than it can be told about. And yet what is important to me is how Jesus treated Simon in this moment. What I want you to see is that Jesus, his reaction to Simon's failure, number one is he wasn't going to let him sink. God's not going to let anybody sink that's trying to live by faith. Now you, you need to get that in your mind and you need to get that in your heart that he is. I don't care if you're going down at this moment or you feel like you're a miserable failure, a person of faith. God is not going to let you sink. He is not going to let you go down. I cannot believe that God would have stood there and watched Simon go down to never rise again without making an effort to save him. And when Peter cried out, Jesus reached out. He didn't censor him. This is what you'd understand. He did not censor him for trying Now, he didn't rebuke him, 
but he saved him before he rebuked him. That's the great thing about the Lord. You know, we as human beings, when people are failing or go, we want to take that moment to lecture them. They don't need me lecturing them. They need me to stick a hand out and take hold of them and pull them back up. There's a moment for lecturing them later, but right now we just need to help save them. You know what's amazing to me is that when people fail in life and we look at them so often, it is, it is part of human nature that we began to say things like, well, you know, I always had my doubts. I always wondered about him or her. I, I, you know, I, I, I always had this feeling. And the truth is that a person that is sinking doesn't need me to lecture them. They need me to reach a hand out to grab hold of them and help pull them back up so that they don't die in their dilemma. And folks, there are some people in our church right now looking around that may be seeking. We don't need to be lecturing them on their shortcoming. We don't need to be criticizing them before because of their failure. There go you and I, if not for the grace of God. What we need to do is reach a hand out and say, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm here to be an encourager to you. And Jesus reached out his hand and he brought him back up. And then he rebuked him. But this is what I thought was so interesting. He didn't censor him for trying. He rebuked him for wavering. You know what? This is all I have to say about that little story. Is that whatever criticism might have been coming from the boat... I don't have time to listen to critics who don't have the guts to try. I'd rather be associated with somebody that's trying and they may fail. I'd rather be connected to that kind of person that's willing to believe God for the miraculous or believe God to do supernatural things than for those that can sit smugly in their little corner and say, well, you know, I didn't think that was going to work anyway. I believe the Lord identifies with those that are willing to risk and, and willing to step out in faith and trust him. But this is one thing you can be assured of tonight. He will not let the person sink who has had the faith to, 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 to ask if it's you bid me come. He's not going to let you sink. And so you need to get that out of your mind and get, and don't allow the devil to convince you that, that, that God's going to leave you. He is not going to leave you. The Bible said he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never, 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 never leave you or forsake you. He's going to be there. We owe a debt of gratitude to this story because Peter's faith challenges me and the fear that gripped him is something that I have felt in my own heart in life and failure has not been too far from my life at times. But faith 
This is what I've learned about living for God. Faith can be strengthened both in success and in failure. This is what I've learned. Real faith experiences a dependence on God, whether you are on the water or whether you are in the water. God can keep you. He can save you. Faith sometimes can be sabotaged by fear. And although failures can follow our victories, they cannot discredit our victories. And the best part is success came after his failure. The Bible said that when he pulled him back, back up out, they both walked to the to, to There was a second walking on the water. We don't preach about that second walking on the water. The second walking on the water, they walked together back to the boat and they got, they, they were safe. Don't give up just because you failed in life because somebody's there with you and somebody's there to help you. And he walked on the water a second time with his Lord. Amen. A child of light that walks in darkness seems to be a, a contradiction, and yet it is a reality. Never think you cannot succeed just because you failed. Amen. The Lord's not counting how many times you fall down. He's counting how many times you get up. Amen. Praise God. Somebody told me that just yesterday. The Lord is not counting how many times you fall down. He's counting how many times you get up. Amen. We only feel safe when we hold someone else's hand when we're in the dark. And that's really the whole crux of the story of Isaiah. Who is he that feareth the Lord and obeyeth the voice of his servant that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Here's what you need to learn to do. Let him trust in the name of the Lord. Amen. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Amen. There is something extraordinary about that walk with God that will enable you to trust him even when you cannot trace him. You don't know the route, you don't know the way, but you know the familiarity of that hand. And as long as I have that hand in mind, I will follow wherever he leads me. Amen. You know, it's the amazing thing to me is that a child of light walking in darkness does not have to be afraid of the darkness because there's a hand that's reaching out to you right now a hand that can be trusted. Amen. There's a discovery that can be made in the darkness that there's a name that's above every name, a name that works no matter what time of the day or night, a name that works at all hours, at, at all times, under every circumstance, and that you can learn to trust in his power 
because he is all powerful. He is not just partly powerful. He's not sometimes powerful. He's not just powerful on Sunday. He's powerful on Wednesday night when you're tired and you've been fighting things all week long and you feel like you're in a hay. You feel like you're in the dark right now. There's a name that is above every name, a name in which all power in heaven and earth is given. And that is a name that you can trust in, a name you can lean on a name that you can reach for a name that you can hold on to that works it works it works trust in his goodness amen the lord is not going to let you drown he's not going to let you die in that darkness praise god he knows the way that i take and when i have been tried i shall come forth as pure gold Even when I don't know where to go, God knows where to lead. I can trust in his faithfulness. Has he ever failed? Never. Will he ever fail? Never. I know my brother doesn't like, we used to sing a song, he's never failed me yet. James said that, he hates that song. What do you mean yet? That insinuates that there's going to come a moment in time where you might be, God might be suspect. The fact is he hasn't failed. He will not fail. He is not going to fail. He has no ability to fail. There is no variableness nor shadow of turning in him. You don't have to worry about him. He's always going to be there. Amen. And his hand is always going to be there. There's a scripture in Jeremiah that said, and I looked and there was a hand stretched out to me. What a powerful, powerful thing to know that there's a hand that's reaching to you right now to steady you. And you may not be able to tell anything else, but if you can take hold of that hand, he will walk through life with you in those dark places. Amen. Stay on him. Everybody say, stay on him. That's an interesting term because it literally speaks of an anchoring. You can't anchor, a boat cannot anchor itself to itself. And the tragedy is that in life, when we go through dark times and we go, we, we usually pull our, our, our self inward. We're, we close the door. We push people away from us. And in essence, what we're, we're trying to do is anchor ourselves in ourself, but you can't anchor yourself to yourself. You can only anchor yourself to something else. And what the Lord said is that if you're going to put an anchor out, put it out in my direction, put it out to me because I will not, I'm that rock that cannot be moved that you can count on. Stay on me, anchor yourself in me, lean on me. The word trust comes from the Greek and Hebrew, which indicates a complete reliance. It's putting all of your weight on him. I've told you this before. It's like if I were to step up on this pulpit, and I'm not going to try it tonight, but my trust would be relying on this, this piece of equipment right here to hold my weight up, knowing that no matter how heavy my burden is, no matter how difficult life is, that what I'm standing on is sufficient to hold me up. 
man, it will not go down. You can walk through life in the dark at times, but you don't have to walk alone. Amen. Because the Lord is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I don't know why, but God sent me tonight to tell somebody to not be so worried because it's dark right now. What you need to do is start looking because there's one in the darkness that's going to walk with you all the way through to the light again. Amen. And every person in this building is going to go through a dark night of the soul. Everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. Sometimes it may be more than a night. It may be a week or a season or a long time. I remember a minister telling me one time, he said, I went for one solid year without being able to feel the touch of God. He said it was the most miserable year of my life. And yet when I look back over my life, the greatest lessons I learned about living for God, I learned during that year when I couldn't really feel him. I just had to walk by faith. And he said, I was strengthened. I, knowing how I got through that moment, I can't explain it to you, but I made it. I'm here right now. I'm here because I kept walking. Maybe, maybe that is the secret to it all, is just keep walking with him. You may not be able to see him, but I promise you, he can see you. He knows where you're at, and he's right there with you. You're not alone tonight. You're not alone. Amen. Stand with me if you will. Amen. There was a man who was riding a train years ago and he said the fog was so dense that you couldn't see a yard in front of you. But he said, I knew this, that underneath me, was a permanently fixed railing that was going to keep me through that dense fog. And I want to tell you something. Underneath you and underneath me tonight are the everlasting arms. And those arms will not fail and they will not give out and they will not give way. And though, though the fog be so heavy you can't see, before you. The rails that are underneath you are going to keep you going in the right direction. God didn't bring you this far to let you fail now. God didn't bring you through all he's brought you through for you to go through a dark time now and all of a sudden lose out with God. Hey, there's a hand reaching for you right now. There's a hand that's reaching. There's a presence that's near you right now. There's a name that's on the tip of your tongue right now that can connect you to a world of power and authority. And all you've got to do is just lean on it, trust in it, speak it. Amen. Sometimes I'm going through... Uh, just the everyday routine and driving down the road and, and out will come. Thank you, Jesus. And one day my granddaughter, what are you talking about, Poppy? What, what, what's that all about? Well, honey, every once in a while, I just need to remind myself of some things. Amen. Sometimes you need to remind yourself. He's not 
going to leave you or forsake you. He's not going to let you just stumble alone. God doesn't put you in dark places so he can embarrass you. He puts us in those places so we'll learn how to trust him. We'll learn how to really lean on him. Because when it's light, how many of us really trust him? How many of us really lean on him? I I know we say we do, but when it's dark, you can't see the way before you. It's so good to know that there's a hand that I can reach out for, and that hand's going to guide me. Amen. Praise God. Reach over and take somebody by the hand that's near you right now. Holy Ghost, I feel your presence here in this building. There are children of light that are walking through darkness right now. There are children of light who are walking where there is no light. There is no light. There is no evidence of your presence. There is no evidence of your nearness. But you are near, Lord. You are near. You're as close as the mention of your name. If we would just learn to call upon you, if we would just learn to lift our voice to you and cry out to you, even in our failure, you will not let us sink. You will not let us die. Oh, God, tonight, help me to understand that you're just that near to me, Lord. You're that close to me tonight, God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Amen. Amen. Father, I love you tonight. I thank you for your people. I thank you for these faithful ones tonight, these children of light. Lord, I thank you that in spite of every circumstance, we're going to walk on. We're going to walk on because we know that you're walking with us. We are not alone. You're not going to let us fail. You're going to walk us through this darkness. You're going to walk us out of this darkness. You're going to give us victory. Lord, in this time and season of unknown and uncertainty, and anxiety, the stress that is so high. Lord, the pressures that are so great. What we need to do, Lord, is simply trust you. Trust you. Your name that is above every name and stay, lean on, throw our anchor into you and you alone and you will keep us you will see us through the light will shine again the day will dawn the glory will come 
Hallelujah. And what it will reveal is that all through that darkness, you walked with us and you kept us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know you've heard it. The poet wrote of a man whose life was reflected in the footprints in the sand. He had walked on his life's journey and at some point had become a believer. And at that juncture in his life, there were two sets of footprints. And he followed it all through his life. And then he came to a season where there was only one set and he reflected and he remembered that was, that was the most difficult part of his journey. The darkest night, the deepest burden. And so he cried out to God, God, why? Why did you leave me during that season? Why, why are there not two sets of princes? There were in all this other and all the, the beyond it. And the Lord spoke to him and said, son, you misunderstand. Those are not your footprints. Those are mine. I carried you through that time. I'm telling you, folks, I don't know why God sent me here tonight. But I'm just telling you that as a child of light, you can be in the darkest place. That doesn't have anything to do with whether you're backslid or saved. It's just life. What you can do is trust him to see you through. Trust him to walk with you every step of the way. Amen. God bless you tonight. Turn to somebody and say, you know what? You're going to make it. Amen. You're going to make it. Oh, yes.